2: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand One, two, three, four. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. with Rami Write that down Write that down I don't have a pencil Well, remember that down. Write this down Write it down, you like writing things down
1: Alright It is that time Write that down predictions Write
2: this down Write it down, you like writing things down
1: Usually gone wrong if the season has been any uh, indication so far. Don't tell Rami that. He's very confident in his predictions. I am very confident in my predictions. Which ones exactly are you confident in?
0: Like as far as all the ones I've made or just <laughs> the ones that I made last
1: week? Well let's go through you actually had a pretty good week this the week. The one about the Avengers I'm pretty confident in. You had a pretty good week this week. Let's start with let's start with Ramosaurus Rex. All right. Over there. Okay. You said Vlad Guerrero Jr. would hit two home runs this weekend. I did. And that the Vikings would trade Trey Waynes before the end of the draft. I did. However. I like how he owns them. You said williams Astadia would still be a twin for La Tortuga Day a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Thank you. It's a point. Yes, sir. And that Avengers Endgame would rake in over two hundred seventy-five million dollars domestically opening weekend, and they'll break the international box office record as well—one yeah. point two billion dollars in opening weekend worldwide. That's ridiculous. That's yeah. insane. We'll give you, uh, we'll give you an extra base hit for that one. Thank we'll give you, you a double. Uh, Jonathan Harrison very similarly predicted the uh, adv- uh, that Avengers Endgame would rake in over two hundred seventy-five million dollars domestically opening weekend. You said Vlad Jr. would hit a bomb over the weekend. You're and close. that the Vikings would take a defensive player in the second round.
2: Once again, let me down.
1: But one for three raises your batting average a lot, actually, on the yeah, season, which we'll get I'm to about. in just a second. Uh Manny Hill, we actually forgot about this one last week in our uh we, we dinged you for one Maple Leafs prediction, but you also said at one point the Maple Leafs would make the Stanley Cup finals and they'd face a Canadian team. <laughs>
3: I did. I did predict that, didn't I? And all Canada Stanley Cup. <laughs> oh, you Cup can't final. get away from your predictions. Wow, the streak continues. By the way, with no Canadian teams in the no. Stanley Cup Finals.
1: Manny, no one runs from their truth, and write that down. <laughs> uh, Manny. Manny also said Kelvin Booth would be Wolves president. That sounds of really good. <laughs> that sounds great.
0: Like you die at some point. Yeah. No. That should be the slogan. No write one. that no, down. Where no one runs from their truth. <laughs> I think that yes. Uh, and the P Mac
1: fact attack. <laughs> <laughs> Little P Mac and cheese coming at you. That's the next Rami's recipe. P Mac
3: and cheese,
4: right? Yeah, no, no, no. no I want no. No. Jonathan. You can on leave this. that at home. I'm not, <laughs> just, I don't want any of that. Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> you know, what, do you want to try some? No, <laughs> that's the old Judd. He went too far. <laughs> Phil doing it now.
1: All right, Judd predicted Byron Buxton would not hit a home run ah! this weekend. <laughs> He did, uh, and and you did predict. This is a this is a classic Judd gone too far prediction. You said Williams Astudillo would pinch hit on Friday night for La Tortuga night, and the prediction would have been just fine like that. Except you said it'd be a pinch hit home run. You know what though? I, instead it was a I pinch sta- hit single. I
4: still stand by it. It was so it was so delicious. What what, what, what the sandwich the sa- well and and the <laughs> scenario oh. I painted was so delicious. And the sa- well actually I should say this the Target Field La Tortuga was okay. What Rami did in creating that or in recreating that sandwich was delicious. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. You did not that. get proper on air props for that. I appreciate it. I don't know. Uh Collar
0: called me a genius off the air. Did he say anything about me being a genius on the air? Uh
4: Donald? I don't
0: think we talked about it on air, but you didn't talk about it at all on air? Yeah, you no, 8, didn't. I didn't bring talk? sandwiches in during the show you and you don't have. even mention it? Well you're asking me to oh remember a couple days ago. I can barely remember yesterday. <laughs> anyway, bravo. It's thank ridiculous. you. No more food for them. What? Score North Live gets no I more like, food. I like where he's going. Uh,
1: I predicted incorrectly that Byron Buxton would hit for the cycle over the entire weekend. He had one hit all weekend. It was a home run. Uh, and then I was just trying to be—I don't know—I was just trying to be a contrarian, I guess. When I said Avengers would not do the things that you guys said, and I, <laughs> not only did they, uh, I, helped, I contributed. You taken away. I went in and contributed yeah, and got misty-eyed, and uh, but I did say the Vikings would select at least three offensive linemen in this year's draft. <laughs> So we got that going for us. All right. Um, Listeners, predictions that came off the board here. Chad said Kyle Rudolph would be traded on draft day or draft weekend to the Patriots for a third or a fourth. And Drew said negatively, but correctly, that Byron Buxton would regress to the mean and be hitting less than 270 by May 1st or on May 1st. And he was, but like. He's still slugging with that. Yeah, we're totally fine with it. We're fine. Yep. Yep. So, with that, here are the current updated batting averages Judd leading the pack at 302. Rami and myself tied at 286. Mm. Listeners at 280. Jonathan, now uh, guests are batting 167. Jonathan is batting 138. And Manny is down to 120 on, 120. on the season. Oh, wow. Manny. Man. Get it going, Manny. He's going to get demoted. Might be time for Rochester. Manny, you might have to start, like, a couple years ago, Judd went through, like, an 0 for 25 slump and literally started predicting things like, the Twins will play tonight.
4: So. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's like laying down a bunt when you're in a slump. Like, you know just what? make contact. I came back, batting title last year. In the lead this year. Yep.
3: In a way, Judd, it's kind of gutsy considering the Twins don't have a roof on their stadium. Yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> Once in a while, a right? yeah. if might
2: get that's, rained thank you, out, and then Thank those, you. Know,
3: you might miss on some. You of those. saw through my act; it was
4: pretty Write strong. Write this
2: down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right,
4: let's start with Judd. Go around the room here. All right, hold on, because it's going to be a trio of Twins predictions. I'm going to have to put on a hat to make these predictions. Ooh, and if Ooh, you a trio could, of Twins. And predictions. if you could please, I might have to join you with the trio and of Twins. If predictions. you could please, um, have your hand, Phil Mackey, on the button bar for the uh, Twins theme song. Because it's all going to be good news. <laughs> Prediction number one, the Twins will take two of three from the Yankees this weekend. We're win. So take that, Bronx Bombers. You <laughs> <Just> stole <laughs>
1: one of mine, but okay. <laughs> well, sorry. All right. All right, so Twins will take two of three from the Yankees.
3: Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then. Over
1: to Jonathan Harrison. Uh, number one, the Yankees will sweep the Twins this weekend. Oh, come <laughs> on. What? What? Oh. Oh no! Wow! What, Why? what? Like, what is the, the Did you have that planned, or what, are you just reacting to Judd? Well, a little bit of reacting to Judd, but I figured it'd be fun. Why to be
4: that
2: guy? Write this down. Don't Write it guy. down. You like writing things down. All right, Manny.
3: Square around. <laughs> I have a I have a twins prediction as well, but it's a little bit more broader. That will we won't find out till the end of the season. The Twins will win not only will the Twins win the American League Central this year, they will win by at least five games.
1: Wow, man, he's firing still. I like this. All right. He's yeah, he's not backing off. <laughs> it's a parlay, because if they win the American League Central by four games, it's an incorrect prediction. So it, it is technically this I'm is a parlay.
4: He's the Rockets.
1: He doesn't care. Oh no. just, <laughs> just, trees, baby.
0: just <laughs> launch <it. laughs> Threes <laughs> and layups, yeah, man. That's all I want. Don't it complain about own. the officiating later.
2: Write it down. You like writing things down. Write what? this down.
0: Is this my turn now? It is. Um, I only have one twins prediction. I'll, I'll save it for last. I will start with my Kentucky Derby prediction, and I know nothing about horse racing. I just like the name of this horse. Cutting humor wins the 2019 Kentucky Derby this weekend right. at Churchill Downs. What are the odds of, of 30, to humor? Wow. Oh. thirty to oh, one? Wow! 30 to one. He's a long so shot. You're going the
4: extra basis for you. If you're <laughs> I feel right. like nice. as a
0: comedian, it is my duty to predict that Cutting Humor wins the Kentucky Derby. All right. That's so a home run, right? right?
1: Yeah. For sure.
0: Write 1? it down. You oh, like
2: writing things happening. down? Write this down.
1: <laughs> I'm going to my my twins pr- my twins <laughs> predictions are going to be sort of progressive in nature, okay? Oh yeah. So, uh, I'm going to go with the Judd plan here. 3 twins predictions and write that down. Prediction right. number 1, the Twins will trade for Madison Bumgarner this summer. Write it Ooh. down. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to Okay. I'm going to take and that's our theory. Your starting
4: point. These,
1: like I said, this is these are progressive. Wow. The Twins will trade for Madison Bumgarner. Wow. Does it start so, on
4: wow. Nicollet
2: Mall, or does it start no, in we'll St. Paul? Just, let's just see. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things they down. They should let him
3: hit, too, once in a while. Oh, they might. The, if there's room in the lineup. But I mean, I, I would like that. Like
4: that. <laughs> All right, back to Judd. The Twins, who, who of course, have been uh, struggling with attendance because I believe people don't believe yet, but they will start to. We'll draw. Yeah, that's why. We'll draw 30000 or more for a game on their next homestand. Gonna win, Welcome We're to Target gonna Field. Score. It's going to be 7 degrees. The stadium's going to be packed. 30,000 or more.
3: This is like positive Judd. Bizarro F- Judd. Judd saying bizarre. five That's positive things. The there's, there's something with that hat. It's amazing. It's the there's Elmer something Fu- with that yeah,
4: hat. Yeah, it's the Elmer Fudd hat is... Pumping twins, twins goodness right into my brain. It's like Jim Carrey when he puts the mask on,
3: turns into a superhero. <laughs> Judd puts the
1: twins hat on, and yeah. it's like positive Judd.
3: Hey everybody, <laughs> hi Derek, that, what's going yeah. on? Do
4: you guys have time for lunch?
3: Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. All right, back to Jonathan Harris. No twins negativity from here from me on this one. <laughs> Promise, guys. Uh, Golden State will sweep the Rockets, and then they'll sweep
1: in the Western Conference Finals.
3: So they're just gonna, they're going to sweep their way to the NBA Finals, yes. right? Okay. Care to take it a step further and predict nope. a, an opponent for the Western Conference Finals? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Smart sure. man, because that, that Blazers Nuggets series is 1-1. Write it no down. You like writing things
2: one. down. <laughs> Write this down.
3: All right, back to Manny. Ryan Saunders will get a three-year contract to stay as Wolves head coach. Mm. Write that down. Three-year contract.
1: Man, I don't know. I mean, that's that, that might... I almost feel like Gerson Rosas is going to want to see him play it out for a year. So this might have to be an extra base hit if that happens. Unless they just really hit it off in their meetings or something. But, I understand that they, demands that they have
0: some sort of connection or relationship already. I don't know exactly what it is, but Rosas and Saunders have history. Write it down. You like writing things down. Jimmy Butler, who I think we're going to talk about coming up here at 520, will sign with one of these four teams this offseason in free agency. He'll either stay with Philadelphia. He will go to one of the L.A. teams, the Lakers or the Clippers. Or with Giannis and the Bucs. If they're not able to keep Chris Middleton. Ooh, the,
3: will the really? Bucks be able to do that? Will yes. they financially be able to do that? I think they can move some things around. They can make it happen. <laughs> Rob, you check the salary cap? They, yeah, they can make it happen. They'll figure out. it out. They're going to yep. they're have to keep Brogdon
2: around. Going around. They're Good do luck that. to them if that write happens. This down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Interesting.
1: Um, all right, write this down. Twins predictions continued here. The Minnesota Twins will win the division... I'm not going to go as far as Manny. I'm just going to say the Minnesota Twins will win the division. Okay. All right. They will beat the Cleveland right. Indians in the division. Okay, right. That makes it down. You three of like us things now, right? Down. I may have already predicted that. In which case, if I
4: did, I'll go back for next week and check. If I did, I'll double down on something next week. All right. Week.
2: Write this down. My
4: final one for this Friday. Because of their success, of course, the Twins are going to have several people rewarded for this outstanding campaign, including, ladies and gentlemen, in fact, the AL Manager of the Year is sitting in the home dugout at Target Field. Rocco Baldelli wow. will be named the AL Manager of the Year in his first season. See, it's this Twins hat just pumping in. It's Dave St. Peter. That's amazing. Dave St. Peter got these hats. They're, they do something special. It's just Twins goodness going right in through the old cranium. Bizarro, wow. Judd.
3: I am so wow. proud of you right now, Judd. So wow. proud of you. This is amazing.
2: And then the He's hat's going to come off, man. and I'm
3: not going to know what happened to me. Uh, I'm going to be like, did I...
2: Let's do write that down. Write this down.
3: <laughs> All right, Jonathan.
1: I want to clarify this one by saying I have no inside knowledge. And Manny Lago said to the opposite of our, of it on our show just half an hour ago, the loons are not done with the acquisitions. By the time the transfer deadline closes on May 7th, they will have made one, at least one other move. Okay. At least one other move before uh, the window closes. Before May 7th. Yep. Okay. Okay, I'm just gonna make sure we're documenting this correctly. Right. This so down. for a player or, just one other move.
4: So, but
3: that that
1: could be like that a that could cash. be a player money whatever. Yeah. Okay.
3: Okay. Manny Hill. The Carolina Hurricanes are going to the Stanley Cup Finals. I love how many shots you've taken at the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> 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 you know, last week, last week I predicted what the Sharks. So I've got a Sharks, Maple Leafs, Hurricanes, leaves. Stanley Cup final. But, right you've, now. but, you've, but you but you've
1: covered in multiple. You've covered Sharks. Uh, hurricanes, Maple Leafs, and also a Canadian team from the West. Yeah. Two in one of your predictions. So.
3: I think the thing was Winnipeg. <laughs> He'll get was it, he has to get it right time, eventually, yeah. right? <laughs> Write like... it
2: down. You like writing things down? <laughs> <laughs>
3: all right, back to Rami. Do you have the music ready? Oh, God. All right, way to go.
0: Yep, here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. Twins sweep the Yankees. It's happening. Wow. It's all happening, Did guys. Did you start two or three? Twins, yeah. I was going to say two or three. now you one-up me. I got to one-up you. Okay. This is a competition, after all. It is. I got some oh, catching no, up to do. Oh, no, very fair. Very right. fair.
1: I was just trying to clarify. Let's keep the music ready. All right. Final prediction. Now, just to be clear, he said two of three.
0: That means if they sweep, that's not a correct prediction yeah, for him, Yeah, he didn't right? say at least. He said, right. said two of three. Okay. Right.
1: right? All right. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Twins playing in the American League Championship Series.
4: Whoa. Wow. I thought you were going parade route
1: for three. There's wow. still time. There's still time in the One right thing at the yep. One thing at a time. American League Championship Series, huh? Still time.
4: Yep. Wow. Who are they going to be playing in the ALCS? ALCS. Against?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Uh, off the record? Or yeah, on no, the record? no,
4: no, no, no. Off the record, who are they going to be playing? Houston.
1: Off the record. Doesn't
3: count. Oh, Houston's going to be out for revenge, too,
4: after this yep.
1: early
4: couple, season series. A mm, couple
3: teams that know each other very well. Um, the Twins took four out of seven, so... It's true. They're going to beat the Astros in seven games, right? Yeah, Foreshadowing.
1: Yeah. Uh, when we <laughs> wow. come back
3: here, uh, Jimmy Butler was
1: mic'd up last night. My guy. Jimmy. Proving
0: all of you wrong. <sighs> all, right. all of you Jimmy naysayers. All wrong. We'll talk about
1: that. Hey, everyone. It's Matthew Collar. You can find my new show, Score North Live,
0: every day from 2 to 4 p.m. on the all-new Score North on 1500 and on demand at scorenorth.com. In addition to Vikings Talk, we break down the most important and pressing subjects like the responses to Kirk Cousins' tweets. I would like that. And which Fast and the Furious movie is the best. Those types of things. Yeah. It's Score North Live with me, Matthew Collar, available on scorenorth.com and anywhere you find your favorite
2: podcasts. No! Shoot it! Shoot the three! Shoot it! That's why you shoot it! I don't care if you shoot the three every time. Take us home! Take us home, man!
0: That was Jimmy Butler mic'd up last night in Game 3 of the Eastern Conference Semifinals on ESPN, and that sound actually came courtesy of Yahoo. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami here on the all-new Score North on 1500, and Jimmy Butler along with Joel Embiid just in these last two games as the Sixers have taken the lead in that series, just off the charts and really, really playing well together along with Ben Simmons. And... I don't know about you guys, but I can't help but watch Jimmy Butler and the bad rap that he got on his way out of town here in Minnesota and and think or wonder if people are starting to reconsider if Jimmy Butler was a major part of the problem, a cancer in the locker room, or just a whistleblower that was pointing out the problems and, and making and making them more apparent to Wolves fans everywhere. And you just have hard feelings because it was your team that he did it to and exposed and shamed on his way out the door and forced his way out of your state. Because I look at that guy playing in Philadelphia in an organization that seems to know what they're doing, have a plan, have a direction, and be in a locker room and on a roster full of guys who want it as bad as he does, and he doesn't seem to be a problem. He actually seems to fit in real well. And this is a point that I've brought up in the past but I just wonder if the better this works with Jimmy Butler and the longer we go and the more that we hear stuff like that, and there's more I'll bring you here in a second, if you're wondering if maybe there's something to this point that I have had in the past about Jimmy Butler.
1: Can't can't two things be true? Can it be true that Jimmy Butler was right about the Wolves organization, he was right about Andrew Wiggins, maybe was right about Carl Anthony Towns to some extent, although I think if, if, if Towns and Butler would have played together for three years and you just put... Some better pieces around them I think I think that would have been an amazing combination that he was right about a lot of those things also he made those things worse by the way that he handled them so you know I don't know like to what extent he's made things bad behind the okay. scenes in Philadelphia but they're t- talented enough at least to be winning games and I put out a tweet today with that
0: clip that you just heard there and I said it's weird how Jimmy Butler isn't a bad teammate when he's in a competent organization with guys who want to win as bad as he does. And somebody replied to me, "Well, yeah, but it's easy to it's easy to to be a good teammate and be a leader when you're winning. It's it's when you're losing that the the worst side of you comes out, which is true, which is true. It's easy to be a good teammate and a leader when you're winning and you're in a good situation. But he wasn't just some place that he was losing, Judd. He was some place where it was bad." And he didn't see it getting better because he was surrounded by people who either didn't know how to make it better or just didn't care as much as he did to make it better. And the only way out was to force his way out. I was listening to Collar earlier in the day and he made a great uh, analogy he compared it to George Costanza with the Yankees when he was trying to get fired because essentially Jimmy Butler needed to be fired by the Timberwolves. He needed them to send him somewhere else. It's not like you and me, where if we want out, we can just go find a job somewhere else and quit. He needed to force his way out, and the way to do that was to be kind of a jerk, right?
4: Jimmy Butler loves two things. One is good. He loves to win. He also loves drama. And he can't help himself and he'll do it again. He, he went, don't forget after he got to Philadelphia, he did the same exact stuff. The difference is, and, and this is a credit to the Sixers and a negative to the Wolves. The difference is the Sixers are strong enough to actually combat that and be like, shut up. The Wolves couldn't, but I guarantee you, Jimmy Butler has such a, because he's got personality problems too. That whole thing that we just played is a charade of a man who knew he was mic'd up. He knew he was mic'd up. I don't even know
0: He's, if he was mic'd up or if that was just a, I think he a was, courtside mic that it, it he It
4: sounds like he was mic'd up, but I'm just, I'm telling you right now, Jimmy Butler will always find a way to create problems. Now the difference is, if the infrastructure of, of the team is so strong, and in this case it might be, He's good enough that he can help you, but to his dying day, and I don't care if it's playing basketball, tiddly winks in the old folks' home, this guy will be a pure pain in the ass. But, that being said, the Wolves are so dysfunctional, too, and this happened, don't, don't forget, with the Bulls as well, because he had problems with the Bulls. Jimmy Butler will always find a reason to be unhappy. There will just be times, like a playoff run, where it's damn near impossible. See... You think
0: he'll always find a reason to be unhappy. I say he's had very good reason to be unhappy in both stops that he's been in. The common denominator has not just been Jimmy Butler when there has been drama around Jimmy Butler. The common denominator has also been dysfunctional organizations and guys around him who don't care or want to okay, win you can't tell me, but as you can't, badly
4: as he does. On Andrew... I get that completely. You cannot sit here and tell me that Cat d- does not care. Carl Anthony Towns cares. It's not cares. that he, not not that he doesn't care,
0: and I've, I've made this point about Carl Anthony Towns before, and actually, we run a promo on the station for Myron on Hoops, which is every Friday here on Score North. You can hear that by searching Score North Wolves wherever you download podcasts, or do yourself a favor and get that Score North app. It's available for Apple and Android. Subscribe to all your favorite podcasts, give us a five-star rating, and leave your comments. Ding! But Myron, and now
4: back to Mackie. And in the Trump.
0: pro, in the promo I heard from from Myron, Myron Medcalf. He says that what what Jimmy Butler was trying to do is bring out the dog in Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. For as great as Carl Anthony Towns is super talented, and he does want to win. I've said before that we need to see a nasty side to Carl Anthony Towns who's not going to let people bully him. Jimmy Butler was bullying Carl Anthony Towns to see if Carl Anthony Towns was going to take it or if he was going to stand up to it. And I guarantee you, yep. he did the same thing to Joel Embiid in Philadelphia. And Joel Embiid no, no, he did compl- not take it.
4: Well, right, right, right. But he complained. Here, Here's the thing that we've always said. And this is the one thing. And this is not taking away. Jimmy Butler is a really good basketball player, okay? So this is not taking away from him. But what we have said from day one of seeing him on a consistent basis that rings true and is true is the one thing he cannot be is the man. He doesn't have the ability. He doesn't want to be. He doesn't have the personality. But that's the point. But but the problem with Carl and Anthony Towns and Phil, where I think Jimmy is is lacking as a person, is you can't look at Carl and Anthony Towns and say, one size fits all, so I'm going to treat you like I would treat Anybody else? If you have any skills to lead at all, you look at that guy and say, "All right, what brings out the best?" Jimmy Butler can't do it. Jimmy Butler's personality problems don't allow him to, and so that's where I think he's a fraud. He's a very good basketball player. Uh,
1: I think. I think there's a lot of fraudulent things about Jimmy Butler. I, let, let's start with the fact that he carries himself like a guy, Kobe Bryant or Dwayne Wade who has championship credibility. He speaks to people as if he's on that level. He treats teammates as if he's on that level. The level of preachiness from Jimmy Butler is completely over the top, considering he's 3-6 and in playoff series and has never been to a conference finals. So if I'm, like, here's the problem. If I'm Towns... Well, Wiggins has no ground, really, to stand on. But if I'm... If I'm if That's I'm why tied, I dismissed her.
4: Wiggins very quickly. Right. If All I'm, of us are like, yeah, he's yeah, right about yeah, Wiggins. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing we're going to give Jimmy
1: Butler. He's right yeah, about, he's about right. Wiggins. <laughs> if I'm Towns, if I'm Embiid, if I'm Ben Simmons, I'm looking at him and like, yes, I can get value from a veteran player. It's great. Would love would love to hear your thoughts on things. Just like I'd love to hear J.J. Reddick's thoughts on things. Do I need to be preached at? And do I need to be yelled at or, or demeaned or... Uh, Called out in the media like he did. I mean, like the level to which he went over the top to shame his Wolves teammates, you'd think that it was. Kobe Bryant and who is that weird guy? Smush, that Smush Parker guy, ten years ago, That's right? Weird guy. Like, okay, if there's a Kobe Bryant Smush Parker, gap, I just love the name Smush. Right? I love that there's
0: a, a grown man who's walking around calling himself Smush. That's outstanding.
1: But carry if on. there's a Smush Parker Kobe Bryant gap between you, all right, I'm gonna. If I'm Kobe, I might have to browbeat a guy named Smush Parker, like quit dribbling the ball off your foot out of bounds. But Jimmy Butler. Until you go to an NBA Finals or carry a team to the conference finals in a game seven or whatever it may be, and maybe this year, maybe the Sixers get to a conference finals, um, and, and then th- get stopped by the Bucks. Most likely yeah. at this point, right? Yeah. But the other, on the flip side, the other thing I can't stop thinking about watching this Sixers team, and last night was just a celebration in Philadelphia with uh, Jimmy Butler going off and Embiid's pump fake from three and dunk to seal it. This Sixers team is, in theory, what the Timberwolves were supposed to be when they traded for Jimmy Butler, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the Timberwolves, if you matched up the three players in question, it was supposed to be Embiid as Carl anthony Towns. Andrew Wiggins was supposed to be sort of the Ben Simmons, maybe not quite the all-encompassing <laughs> player. But, like, oh, you've got the two top young players, and then Butler comes in and just adds that extra level... And carries you to two playoff series wins. Like this was this was the formula that was supposed
4: to be in play for the Timberwolves right now. And Embiid's a great player. Embiid Embiid is mentally incredibly tough, which is necessary and which works there. I just I, I think to give Butler credit for for being an okay guy. I don't think that he is at all. I think that he has shown himself. To be a guy who thinks of himself first—that when things are going well is a joy to be around, but when things aren't—is petulant and recalcitrant. And recalcitrant. so there's just, wow, I like it. He is wow. though. Wow. He he fits. Go to the dictionary. Go to know Google what that right means, now. But I'm just going to say you're right. Google recalcitrant, and that fits Butler. But Butler's a guy that when things are going well is great to be around, but he has no clue how to when things don't go well how to change them. Recalcitrant,
1: adjective. <laughs> having an obs wow an you're going to have to look up words that are <laughs> in the <laughs> definition
4: obstinate
1: having an obstinately uncooperative attitude toward authority or discipline recalcitrant a class of recalcitrant 15-year-olds is how you use it in the sentence There you go can i also add that this recalcitrant jimmy butler mm-hmm. you know his you know what his playoff averages are you guys ever looked at jimmy butler's playoff averages i cannot say that i have all right, so I'm I'm a young player on a team, and I've got this guy clowning me because I'm not on his level, right? Everyone is this to, after
4: the past two games, Phil?
1: This is, uh, is updated this... as of today. Okay, so his, his overall career playoff gotcha. averages: seventeen points, five rebounds, okay, three assists. But hold on, forty three percent from the <laughs> Are we field. we gonna get Bulls history from like, dude Come H- on, now. how
0: how many of the how? How many games was he on the Bulls sitting somewhere in the middle of the bench because he was a second-round pick his first couple years in the league while the Bulls were playing in the playoffs? I think... That probably brings down those averages, does it not? I could be wrong. Recalcitrant. I could be misremembered. R-E-C-A-L-C. <laughs> but I would imagine if there were games where he was coming off the bench with scant minutes. Should, do we have to look up scant? No, I know uh, scant. Okay. Thank if, you. if there were games where he was coming off the Limited. bench with scant minutes, then I would imagine that that brings down his averages no, dramatically, he, does uh, it not? He
1: had uh, The first three playoff games he ever played were in the 2011-12 season, in which he only played like one minute a game. So throw, okay. throw, out, throw out those three the other 48 games he played in he averaged between 34 and 40 minutes per game in all of those. Okay, so this is like it's a full snapshot of his playoff career in which uh, again like he's an awesome player and he's better now than he was you know in some of these bull seasons. So so part of your point stands. But it's not it's not like Dwayne Wade or Mike he's not Michael Jordan. Okay. He's not Shaq with credentials and yet he what what continues to bother me is how he carries himself that way like dude okay we get it you think you're awesome but let's put it into perspective but judd
0: talks all the time and i've i've meant i've talked about it too that a lot of pro athletes are a little bit delusional they convince themselves of things that that are not true and they have to to compete at the level that they do and do any of us deny that if carl anthony towns and andrew wiggins had the dog in them to borrow myron's term again that jimmy butler does that we're not talking about a team that's like you said, as good as the Philadelphia 76ers. But doesn't
4: the smart and, person look at those guys, especially Cat, and and not say, I'm going to dog you until you get it? Doesn't the smart player look at Cat and say, my God, this is a great talent. How do I go about helping him get the most possible? Wiggins is a lost cause. Like That's not even the conversation now. He's just a lost cause. But if if I'm a great player and I look at Cat, I don't think to myself, what a weak-minded SOB this kid is. I think to myself, this is a generational talent who, if I help him and and we go about this the right way, I can get that from him. And Jimmy Butler never looked at Cat that way. And I think Butler's problem is is this, To, to the point about players being delusional. I think a lot of athletes are, but then they get off the court or the ice or field and they know they know what they're doing isn't doesn't necessarily make common sense on the playing surface. I think Butler walks away and is delusional 100 percent of the time. <laughs> Seriously, I think he has like I can't say this enough. I'm not a doctor, but I think the man has a personality disorder. Probably uh, there's a, narci- there's, a narciss- narciss-
1: there's a narcissistic factor there for sure. Yeah, but you know if he, if he goes but, to the NBA Finals, maybe he shuts us up. Aaron Rodgers might have a
0: personality disorder. It's part of what makes him great. It's also part of what might make him hard to be around for some people and affects relationships. Might be right. He wins championships, though. Well, not wins a,
1: MVPs. Not he, he won a, a championship. He wins MVPs. He won. should have multiple ones. Yeah, if, hates if, if he wasn't such a narcissist, he would win championships. <laughs> <laughs> Mackie and Joe with Rami on the all new Score North. We wrap with Roycey when we come back. But we talk about the TCL TVs in here for just a brief moment, um, where uh, Bob Baffert in his glorious mane of white hair on a on, in 4K picture quality. Boy, you want to be blinded by someone's hair with 4K picture quality. Bob Baffert on a TCL TV is uh, is definitely amazing. So TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand. And there's many reasons for that. And You could just go in and and take a look in any major local retailer. Go to you know go 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 to the nearest uh, Target or whatever it is nearby, and just go check out the price difference. Go check out the picture quality difference, and then go check out the amount of streaming channels you get with that built-in Roku device compared to some of the other TVs, uh, some of the other smart TVs. I mean, it's amazing. You get four thousand plus streaming channels, four hundred fifty thousand plus movies and TV show episodes. And, uh, like I said, the best picture quality on the market, uh, go, go do a Google search for TCL TVs. You'll find all kinds of five-star reviews from credible publications. TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand. And we have TCL TVs all over the place here at score North. Let's wrap with our friend, Patrick
4: Roycey When we come back here. Thank you, Jonathan Harrison, TCL broadcast studios, Mackie and Judd with Rami. Time to wrap with our guy Royce. All right, Patrick Yankee
5: stadium. The twins go Before we get into that I yeah. going to say something. Yeah, what do you want? Say something. Yeah. I gotta ask Mackie. Now he knows how I feel. All those years when, when those early years when we were working together, you come up with a perfectly good cheap shot and this guy from Milwaukee, this smart aleck from Milwaukee comes in and ruins it with the uh, Jimmy Butler thing. We don't need him. A- you know, Romney, when a guy's got a perfectly good cheap shot, you don't want to ruin it. That's what Mackey used to do. I wish, and I wish,
1: I wish, I wish was here to listen to this, but he just took off to drive to Milwaukee for the weekend.
5: Oh. So, <laughs> oh, really? perfectly good cheap shot, and he comes shoot and it's wait a minute wait a minute he had those early games we don't need information like that we want to just leave it out there that uh, what was my cheap shot again
1: the, I forgot
5: what my uh, cheap shot was Butler's stats Butler's stats oh yeah and games, and then he came up with the right right, right. Up with that he sat on the bench for, like... Yeah, don't
1: let facts reason. ruin a good cheap shot, for no, God's sakes. I that's,
5: uh, that's the worst thing you can do to a cheap shot, and you used to do that
1: to be all that <laughs> I used to well-actually pat, like, every yeah, day. But yeah,
4: but Phil, Phil has progressed now by ignoring the truth to find the narrative <laughs> that fits perfectly, you yeah. see?
5: It all that's comes maturation. full circle. I've, a, I've
1: learned from you, That's pat.
5: maturation. That's, that's not only the secret of Sports talk—that's the secret of sports writing. Yep, <laughs> that's right. Don't, Amen. When you get when you get far enough in your research to prove your point, don't keep looking. <laughs>
4: <laughs> At some point, just stop.
5: Yes, yes, that's true. Pat, so, how much? Anyway,
1: hey, did you did correct. you happen to hear us explaining uh, the 2011 "It's Happening" summer to Rami the other day? <laughs>
5: Uh no I missed that I missed that but uh, what do you yeah, remember
1: Do you remember the Twins for two months in well, a in a ninety nine loss season had the best record in baseball for the middle two months of that year
5: Well weren't they They got up to forty They were horrible in, in April Right horrible.
1: Yes They were twenty games and, under five hundred
5: and they got up to forty four and forty nine and it it was probably I think that was the best they got right and then. You broke out the t-shirts about maybe a week before that. Well, early. Cheer?
1: Well, that's a actually. L- let's let's open up that can for a second. So uh, <laughs> we we had the t-shirts ready to go when, okay. the, when when the twins were were set to play the Giants in San Francisco. Okay, and we just like we were waiting on one former employee who shall go nameless because it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And all this person had to do was like open the t-shirt storefront before going yeah. to, before going home that night. Yeah. And this person didn't do that. And so we had yeah. to wait we had to wait another day. This might have even been like a Friday night. So we had to wait either yeah. another day or 3 full days. Well <laughs> They got swept. They well well no, they scored 9 runs in the first inning off Madison oh, Bumgarner right. and they yes. won that game. Was there. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and uh and the twins and, and 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 that's when it's happening went trending across the country and we probably would have sold a, a thousand t-shirts that night,
5: but nope, we had one and guy that had to go amazing, home had to get dinner. What <laughs> was amazing when they got to be forty four and forty nine from that point on they won nineteen games they uh they were nineteen. And 60, I believe, right? 19 and 60, because they ended up losing 99. Yeah. They went 19 and 60. And right?
1: 50. 50. Yep. 49.
5: 19 uh... And 50. 19 and 50. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Just about the time the t shirts hit the market, they went 19 and 50. <laughs> but what got, what is forgotten about that year is we kind of still thought they were pretty good, that they might have the best team in the division, because it was kind of like now. You didn't think anybody in the division was competitive. And they'd won six out of nine and basically seven out of nine. They had a game 163, you know, that they lost. So they were seven out of nine times, you know, they had the best record in in baseball. And I've I've said this a hundred times, the only question I was asked that spring in uh, I think you were down there too, Phil, in, in two thousand eleven was can they beat the Yankees? Can the Twins beat the Yankees this year? That's mm-hmm. the only that was the only thing on people's minds as they gathered optimistically at spring training. And they went sixty three and ninety nine. And I can guarantee you that the twins target field projections uh, after they drew three point four million in the uh or three point three or whatever it was, the first year in two thousand ten did not include losing ninety or more than no. four years.
1: No, in fact one in fact one of the uh two members of Ricey and Mackey did write a column for fifteen hundred ESPN dot com on the eve of the regular season opener that said, These next one hundred and sixty two games are a formality. Bring on the Yankees again.
5: <laughs> yeah, well that's all I heard all spring. Uh, I think he was. We was weren't worried about. We worried about the bullpen, right? Is that, is Nathan didn't blow his arm that year, right? It was a different.
1: Yeah, he blew. He blew his arm out the year before. Yeah, it we, we were a little it. bit worried about Nishi, but we heard that he was very fast
4: and hit 340 yeah, in yeah, Japan. He did fantastic! So. He's great. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's still my dark star. Tom Kelly story when dark picks uh, Kelly picks up dark at the airport and. Before they're out of the terminal, before they made that turn out of the terminal, uh, Dark asked DK, How's she looking? And DK, Yeah, blah, blah, blah. he said, Japanese kids can't play. <laughs> he played about two games. <laughs> so by then, DK already had seen enough by hitting them ground balls to know that uh, that was not going to work out too well. So,
4: so uh, Patrick, so, uh, since 2002 at Yankee
5: Stadium, yeah. Yes. Twins are 14 and 50. Yeah, yeah. I told you, I texted actually after he beat him two out of three and said, same old Garty, you've always <laughs> had good luck in Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. And he texted me back and said, you're getting real funny in your old age or as an old man or <laughs> something like that.
4: Yeah. I can't so, believe you didn't get an expletive in that uh, text yeah, back.
5: well, I think the explanation points are intended to be extra, uh, uh, you know, uh, foul mouth. But I don't know. They uh, the Yankees. Here's the problem: the Yankees, you know, have their lineup certain. They're only eight and seven in Yankee Stadium this year, but they're uh, running out. Uh, you start with Paxton, who's great, and uh, you know they they still got the starting pitching. Yeah. You know, so who knows. But, uh, uh, it, you know what? You know what we got to worry about here? they got to get Eddie going. Eddie's 0 for
4: 24. He's not playing tonight, not starting.
5: Oh, they, 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 really? Yeah. He's pitching. Oh, Paxton's pitching.
4: And Marwin's in left field.
5: Marwin's in left.
4: Mar- so, yes. Uh,
5: Adrian's in third. I third. Yes. But, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting to see the boost, aren't you guys. I'm kind of interested to see if We're going to see the uh, 206. 68 pound Miguel we saw in spring training or if we're going to see the 280 pound uh, Miguel again when he shows up here in 10, 12 days.
1: Hey, uh, since you brought uh, Miguel's name up, we stumbled upon this theory earlier on in the show. Uh, Would you trade Miguel Sano for Renta Madison Bumgarner the rest of the year?
5: What is Bumgarner a... Free agent. Free agent. He is a free agent. Yep. Well, I don't know. No. Uh, I I'd, I'd like to talk to him and ask him if he'd sign something. You know. I'd love to have him even though he's not what he used to be, but uh, uh yeah, boy, that's tough. That's a tough one. Really got, that really sounds got like
1: time. that sounds like a yes. 'Cause usually if, if it usually you would have just laughed at it if it was if it was way out there. So this sounds like maybe a yes.
5: <laughs> well, here's your problem with Miguel. I mean, he's got over four years of service time now, right? I think he's Between DL stenches And everything like Stinches yeah, And everything like that I believe this would be
1: his, I think this is his Fourth year of service time Yeah
5: Yeah So I mean We're not even close To making a decision On him And you only got Two years left uh, So I don't know they, they got a lot of Infielders coming up I don't know about Corner infielders But uh, uh, I I'd, I'd probably wouldn't do it No I'd, I'd have to see Madison be really Really good And not not, I mean, not as just good as he is right now. He hasn't, he hasn't been that great, but man, I'd love to have him on the club. What a personality that is, isn't it? He'd be fun. Yeah, he'd be fun to cover, wouldn't he? Oh yeah, just because it's it's baseball and don't mess with any of the other nonsense. It, it, it's uh, you know it would be it would be fun and it would pump up the public. That's for sure. Because I think the, uh public's pretty well done with Miguel, aren't they? He'll he'll have to come up and start mashing it again to yeah. uh, impress anybody. So,
4: do you think people start to come out next home stand, Pat, if
5: well, they continue I this? It really, it depends a lot about it. we are we going to get sixty eight and sunshine one of these days? I mean, is we it,
4: have to at some point.
5: Yeah. Well, that's, I don't know. Do you see the weather the next week wants to be crappy again after tomorrow? Sure. Tomorrow's supposed,
4: I, supposed to be nice though. Yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah, well, they're in New York, so. Hey,
4: yeah, go for baseball but, tomorrow, Pat, 2 o'clock.
5: Oh, that's right. Uh, boy, they're in trouble, by anyway. the <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, yeah, Anyway, you know, I think you're still waiting until June. You, you know, I, I think people start showing I mean, you'll have more, but I think people. The trouble is the schedule it stinks. I mean, when you get the Yankees, and Boston, you don't get them in the summer. You don't get anybody in the summer. You got a whole Cleveland, Kansas City and uh, Detroit also the ladies all It's yeah. ridiculous.
1: Hey Pat, in our uh, in our last minute here, who wins the derby?
5: Boy, I have not spent much time looking at it. The uh you know, the the favorite uh Omaha that, that uh Scratch, so I don't know. Probably one of Baffert's seven horses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Baffert, uh, Baffert's hair
1: gonna, is actually going to win the Derby.
5: I don't know. I think the sports is really in trouble with all those. You know, there in enough trouble it was, and then with uh, with uh, Santa Anita turning into a slaughterhouse, man. But, you know, California might pass a referendum against horse racing. And what happens? Oof. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's not good. But anyway. Yeah, they should have a decent crowd out there tomorrow because it'll be decent weather. And they're going to be running, and, and
1: maybe it'll be a good day for them. Uh Pat, we will see you Monday, uh, Unchained, and Royce on Baseball Monday and Tuesday. See have you. a good weekend. All
5: right,
3: sir. Bye, Pat. Thank you. All right, see, see
5: you, you Pat.
1: Six uh, o'clock for Unchained on Monday. He used to get, what he brought up at the beginning there, he used to get so mad when he would go, like part of the reason why they put me with him in 2010 for Royce and Mackey, yep. like, and they like branded me the punk, and so part of it was, hey, Jab at the old guy. Right. 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 And and so he would go on his like his classic Roycey, ah, this guy stinks. And I would be the, well, actually, and like have statistical backing for an opinion. And he hated that so much. Can't imagine. (laughs) No, Patrick never. (laughs) Uh, But that was, that was pretty fun. Um, So the, um, I'm looking at the American League real quick here. Let me pull these standings back up. The Yankees. Have a bunch of major injury problems. So, they that was a 100 win team that lost its best starting pitcher for most of the year, Luis Severino, mm-hmm. and its second or third best offensive player or overall player in uh, in DD Gregorius, who's who Tommy John surgery, he's out until like August. So, when you take a 100 win team and take the best pitcher and one of the best hitters off the team, and then also you're missing Giancarlo Stanton and now Aaron Judge for a chunk of time. Let's, and and they're off to a decent start despite those things. Let's knock them down a peg. Like, I think going into the year, you said, wow, there's like three 100 win teams in the American League, right? Red Sox, Yankees, Yankees, and Astros. Well, injuries to me knock the Yankees down more in that 90 range. Red Sox, the start to their season knocks them down at best into that 90 range. At worst, they don't make the playoffs. They're 14 and 18 right now in a minus 25 run differential. So knock them down a peg. The Astros, they're 18 and 14. My guess is they still flirt with 100 wins even though the Twins stuck it to them a couple times. Yep. Uh the Indians fell off a map. I the Rays are off to a great start, but they're also, you know, that's not like that's a maximized roster. Yep. My grand point here is this American League isn't what we thought it was a month or two ago based on various circumstances, so why not the Twins at this point to make a run and to get 90 plus wins and to play October baseball? Why not the there's there's really not that many excuses at this point.
4: And to Pat's point, the, the Yankees are, with all the guys injured, at 17 and 13, and their are pitching still good. So I could see them bouncing back and being absolutely fine. I think Houston's fine. I think Boston's off. Something's wrong there. So, yeah, and, and right now it's May what today? May the 3rd? The top story, ESPN.com's baseball uh, section that just got published. Let it ride or tear it down. Kluber injury puts Indians at crossroads. Wow. It, it, but see this this Cleveland thing, the tear it down is not just a guess. Their lack of activity in the winter, I think, makes for a very strong case that they are not going to wait until late July to sell. I would not be surprised at all if they start to sell in June. Man, they've and got, then it's just over for the division. Yeah,
1: holy cow! I'm sh- I'm sort of shocked by how quickly this thing flipped on its head. But really, like the Indians are still only three games back. Let's not crown the Twins too aggressively yet, despite what I've been saying all week long. But like, if you just look at, forget about what you thought going into the season, just look at the circumstances, look at the twins offense and the Indians injuries and the Indians lack of hitting behind their two best hitters. Mm -hmm. There's not really a clear path for the Indians to be favored anymore in this division. It's just like the whole thing
4: is flipped. They're still not scoring runs. Yeah, they have. So they've got guys back
1: and they're still not scoring runs. The twins have scored 44 more runs than the Indians so far. The Twins are basically averaging an extra, what, run and a half a game or something over the Indians? because yeah, they're like the 27 extra run Yankees, per game? Phil.
4: You're talking about the 27 <laughs> Yankees and the 2019 Minnesota Twins. Yeah. Man, hey, download the Score North mobile app. If you want
1: to listen to Score North live, on demand, or read articles anywhere, the Score North mobile app is free and it's available for Apple and Android devices. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. We'll see you guys on Monday. Podcastable, scorenorth.com. The scoop is next. It's
4: all Um I'll talk to you later. Bye.